What's up, Internet? You're tuned in episode 102 of Nintendo Noise, Flip Screen Games' weekly Nintendo podcast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined, as always, by my very good friends and co-hosts, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, and hello. Sierra Plus Ultra. Sup? Hello. Welcome back, gang. Good to be here. <laughs> it's good to be so, back. I'm going to address the elephant in the room, or the, the Mario elephant in the room right now, okay? Switch two rumors, baby. We're back. We're back. Again. <laughs> Again. I feel like every episode since you came back from your hiatus, Sierra, aside from episode 100, has been, we got to switch two rumors. Switch we rumor. Some, we got to switch, switch rumor. Two. It's time yet again, of course. And I'll tell you what, gang. You know, the last couple, I tried to temper your expectations. I, you know, we, we take it with a grain of salt. I got to tell you, I'm feeling pretty good about this one. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna break it down for you. We'll 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 see how we feel about it. All right, this time around. But the story goes as as it stands right now uh, that development kits for Nintendo's next gen console have been released to uh, quote unquote key partner studios, and that there there is a launch for the console planned for next year, according to Andy Robinson over at Video Games Chronicle. Uh, we got a couple pieces of, you know, uh, very specific news, right, that are, are specific claims about the console. And then we got uh, a couple hand waves about things that we, according to Andy, we have no information about yet, right? So what we do know is that according to multiple sources that uh, claim to be familiar with the project, uh, what we know is that Nintendo is looking to release the next-gen wave during the second half of 2024. And the reasoning behind that release window specifically is to ensure that they have, uh, as Andy puts it, quote-unquote, ample stock available on day one and to avoid the kind of shortages seen with PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S. So seemingly, right, this console should be ready to roll within the next couple months here, and the plan is to stockpile a large amount of them for launch so that there isn't artificial scarcity if there is high demand for the console. It, that seems so anti-Nintendo. Like, they're like <laughs> the kings of artificial scarcity. They invented it with the fucking Amiibo. And and now here they are just being like, no, we don't want it this time around. And maybe, they're like, maybe they're like not that play. much, right? Like, we want it to be <laughs> scarce, but not that scarce, you know? <laughs> we want to be the ones controlling whether or not you can get it, not availability <laughs> of parts. And we did have that with the launch of the original Switch, because I remember all of the codes on the on the Switches themselves were meant to indicate which region it was going to go to. And I remember looking my Switch up, and it had been diverted from, I think it was Asia, to here in the UK, because it's got like a different different letter code. And it was, it took, I couldn't get one on launch day. It took me like a few, a few weeks of checking Reddit every single day. Uh, to try and find one, to try and ca- check that, check out stock. And I imagine we'll still have the same issue with the Switch too, even with this stockpiling. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like any new console, you're going to run through a little of that, you know? Like, if it's something that people actually want to get their hands on, they're going to they're gonna fight to get it, and there are going to be folks who either, you know, because they didn't put that extra effort in, right, or they just expected they'd be able to pick it up, that they're going to have to put a little extra effort in or wait, you know? But... I totally remember doing that with the Switch where, like, I got mine on day one, and then I was just, like, kept my eye out whenever they were available and were reaching out to people I knew needed one and be like, you want one? Here, 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 you know? Passing on pre-orders and stuff. 
Yeah, I, I I made sure I got my order in, and then I passed it on to everyone else. Like I was like, I'm getting my switch yeah. in, and then I was just like, hey, you, now it's fair game. You can go. Um, <laughs> do you do you think this like means we might get a really big leak if they're stockpiling it in a warehouse somewhere, and it's in the supply chain, and these That's switches are created, and like people are just gonna just take photos of the boxes or the actual hardware? Yeah, they make, they make it sound like they just blasted these kits out everywhere to a bunch of partners. <laughs> like, they, those must be some really strong NDAs. <laughs> like, I feel like we're probably, I don't know, something's going to slip through the cracks within the next few yeah. months, I feel like. Yeah, no, I, you know, I hadn't thought about that, but I think you're probably right, you know, um, the idea that, because I mean, like, just, what, a week or two ago, we had the um, that Project Q leak right that like there are test models out in the wild now and uh somebody breaks nda right it, it always well, it's usually in the supply chain <laughs> like it might not necessarily be from one of these partner studios but someone who works in like foxconn in china or something they don't yeah don't just care. Takes a picture of a box yeah yeah no you're you're probably right i mean i think between those two options right you know like uh, i think uh the idea that we might actually get a look at this thing sooner than later is is uh probably pretty likely especially if you know um folks who are in the know are starting to talk about it a little bit that makes you think that you know what it is is probably already figured out you know that that we're moving you know more and more towards the actual um development pipe or not development uh production pipeline rather than the development pipeline at this point which is pretty exciting um and on the note of of uh, you know the the NDAs of it all, right? Uh, what another thing that Andy said is that um, all those specific details, and this is a direct quote from from Andy Robinson, uh, all those specific details on the console are being kept closely guarded. Those VGC spoke to indicated that the next gen console would be able to be used in portable mode, similar to the Nintendo Switch. We also uh, heard from two different sources that spoke with VGC that. Um, the console could launch with an LCD screen instead of the OLED screen that we've got on the new model, obviously, uh, in order to, to bring down costs at launch. And uh, part of that desire to bring down costs is because they are they said that there's going to be a need for increased storage due to the, the uh, higher you know size of higher fidelity games, which, I mean, makes sense, right? Like the, the Switch launches launches with 32 gigs of internal memory um which is quite a bit less than the competition so the idea i've always been surprised that they've never done a higher spec model because that module is like user replaced but you can just take the thing out and put another one in i always thought we were gonna get like a 64 gig model or 128 gig model or when they moved to the oled maybe we'd get like more storage there but nothing i think i'm okay with an lcd screen as long as it's like a high quality lcd panel because yeah. i feel like the, the original switch and the steam deck like the problem with those panels is they're a bit washed out they don't have great contrast the color rate reproduction is not necessarily really good and i think a lot of people have been treated by that oled screen going back from that to a crappy lcd rather than a high quality one would be a real step down yeah i was gonna say i, I hate that but the thing is, and what I imagine is, like, I wonder if they kind of looked at, like, the sales of, like, the regular Switch versus the OLED, and they're like, well, like, it's going to keep production costs down if we only use LCDs on the new, the next console. Not only that, but, like, like, look at how many more consumers just bought the regular one versus the OLED. Like, people aren't going to demand 
Like yeah. mass amount of masses of people are not going to demand the OLED and the high specs at launch. At least they don't think. So uh, yeah, you're probably I right. Guess that's that, the I, reasoning I mean, is the average person probably just doesn't care, you know. And like it's to the average consumer, I think the cost savings versus higher fidelity screen that maybe you won't even notice is, you know, I that makes sense to me. Yeah, I totally. I know. I'm totally yeah. with you there. I get why they're doing it, but it stinks for me. <laughs> uh, this is the kind of thing where I wish that they would just have more options at launch, like kind of the way that PlayStation did this time around with like, hey, there's the discless or there's the disc version, right? If you want to save money, you can buy the discless uh, console, right? And it's you know, $50 cheaper or whatever it was. That's cool. Like I would be down to spend an extra $100 or whatever at launch if it meant I got an OLED screen, you know, rather than yeah. having to wait for the upgrade. And I yes. get not wanting to have two SKUs, but, like, I wish that they would cater to the those of us that are willing to plunk down a little extra for, like, the more premium model, you know? Yeah. Problem is, I think it's not just two SKUs. It's going to be, like, five. You've got the new Switch, the original Switch. If they choose to keep that around, I can see that one getting, they're getting rid of that one. The OLED, the Switch Lite, and I don't know if they're going to do like a Switch Lite too. If they're going to keep that line going Maybe as well, eventually. Yeah, I wouldn't think so at launch, but oh uh, yeah, do they do they necessarily need a two like a sequel for the Switch Lite if it's just like the new Switch is also going to have an LCD screen? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like it depends on on what it's going to play, right? Because I would imagine these new games that they're talking about that are potentially needing more storage than the 32 gig internal they're likely going to be like 100 gigabytes a piece if it's anything like the xbox or the playstation you know they've been they've been you're looking at call of duty's taking up like half of a series s console at this point it's like 200 gigs for warzone and if you're going to be getting call of duty on one of these consoles which we know is coming it's going to be taking up a hefty chunk of storage on on one of these devices and i know that they've said it's going to accept physical devices and a cartridge similar to the current switch you got to imagine those cartridge costs are going to go way, way up. Maybe we see more of the you have to download a portion of the game thing that we had early on in the Switch lifecycle with third-party yeah. games. All those games are going to cost seventy or eighty dollars because those cartridges I are mean, not cheap to make. Let's let's get out in front of it. The games are going to cost seventy dollars. Yeah, they're going to be seventy, yeah. right? Like they yeah. are. Um, when Nintendo launches a new, like Tears of the Kingdom was already seventy dollars. The games are going to be seventy dollars, folks. You know, like let's. No, it's not mince words on that. Um, mm -hmm. With Tears of the Kingdom, I wanted to look up how big it was because I remember that it was like shockingly small, but it's 16 gigabytes. That is wild how much content is in that game in 16 gigabytes. But if we were going to try to go for like 4K assets, for example, that's going to... They're four times the size. Right. You know, 4K is four times the size of 1080p. So presumably those assets are four times the size. So you're looking at potentially a one... 100 gigabyte game yeah the tears of the kingdom yeah that's rough but it 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 does it does beg the question of like what are we looking at in terms of price here right like if if the internal memory does have to come up by say four times right like i don't know it's interesting like do you think we're able to hit the same price point we hit with the original switch and then the the switch proper just gets finally gets a price cut or do you think it's going to have to be quite a bit more? It's got to be more, right? They already put the price up for the OLED model, and that's already more expensive than a Series S. 
I would imagine this is they're going to be looking a little bit less than a PS5, which I think is retailing for 500 for the disc version. I could see I could see them going for 400, 450 for this. Yeah, that's Dang. what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Because, like, I'm inclined to agree with you, but the, like, part of me wonders if they're crazy enough to to sell it lower because they never had to take, like, think about it, right? For the entirety of the Switch generation, they sold it at a profit and um, never had to drop the price. Maybe, maybe like they return to the model of like you don't break even on the console, you break even on the first piece of software sold. And I don't know about that. I don't see like, that they. That was, I don't see that they could do it. Seventy dollar difference. That's a huge difference between four hundred and three fifty. Three fifty feels a lot yeah. better than four hundred to I think most people. One way I've always thought that they could do it, and pre- and this obviously does rely on some of the hardware saying similar to what we've got at the moment. Is do people really need another dock and another cable and uh, you know another AC adapter? Can I buy just the Switch, like two Switch Pro, like maybe even not with Joy Cons, just the actual unit itself, and then I can uh, bring my Joy Cons over because presumably they're going to work, and I can put that into the dock I've already got because we know the dock works with the OLED model and they're backwards compatible. I don't know though. I think that those. I think that makes a lot of assumptions. Like yeah. And you could be right, because, like, I think theoretically the idea that, like, the shape of the Switch is generally the same, it has a USB on the bottom, and it has Joy-Cons is, like, sure. But, like, you got to imagine that they're going to make a Joy-Con 2.0 that tries to ad- address drift, right? Like, uh, is- well, I'm, And hopefully. I think we've seen hopefully. rumors before. And we had those rumors before that it was going to have, like, some new kind of input method, mm-hmm. whether that remains to be true or not. I would imagine there's going to be something there. But I'm thinking if you can use the dock you've got and you're not necessarily, you don't necessarily care about 4K, yeah. and that can output 1080p, but then you pay 70 to $100 to get a new dock if you want to. There's a way they can reduce the initial cost yeah. down, maybe to a similar price point of the Switch OLED at the moment, without you having to buy another dock that you've already got at home. I've got I've got three of these things in my house, and if I can't use them, they're kind of just like pointless. They're pointless bits F4. of plastic. I know. F4. There's so many unanswered questions. Like we we really just have to wait and see. Because like, I would say I would agree with you, P. Or like I would suspect maybe that like the, the Switch Two comes out at like a price point of like the OLED, and everyone everything else gets bumped down. But like, I don't know. We don't know. Like. What are the new specs with the Switch? What are the new features? Like, are they going to be jerks and make it incompatible with the shit you already have? Like, there's so many different factors. So, like, I don't know. I I would hope that, like, things can be recycled. And, like, I won't have, like, a bunch of, like, docks collecting dust all over my house. Joy-Cons I'll never touch again. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I'm they, so they glad I bought six sets of Joy-Cons that all drift yeah. and I can't use them now. <laughs> yeah. Apart from, like, a couple of transitions, I feel like they tried to keep backwards compatibility going right. You could use a GameCube controller. You can still use a Game controller all the way up to the Switch on, on some yeah. games if you want right. to, right? And the Wii remotes, they went from the Wii to the Wii U, and that was compatible, and you could play the Wii games with them. The GameCube controllers, you could play with that on the on the Wii. I kind of hope that even if there is a Joy-Con 2.0 and a, and a new Pro Controller, which I hope there is, I'd love to see analog triggers come into the mix this time around, that 
we can still use the old stuff if we want to yeah. even if that's only compatible with switch one games and not the switch two games if there's some kind of functionality that it requires in the same way i can use a dualshock 4 with my playstation 5 if i want to but i miss out on some of the new features i miss out on the ability to use the adaptive triggers and the haptics and things like that yeah yeah i i think that would be cool i guess it's uh i i guess a lot of these questions really ultimately come down to like how much is changing right like is the form factor the same is there like additional functionality in the dock like we talked about that like has kind of like a 64 dd you know kind of thing where like it expands the ram or it up or something like that like those are i think such big questions but provided that those things are all optional or they are like things that you only need to engage with whatever the you know switch to quote unquote uh software looks like then maybe so which I think that kind of um, not just backwards compatibility when it comes to software, but with like the hardware that you've acquired, I think that would go a long way in their, you know, their stated goal of continuing the switch lifecycle and taking that install base and bringing them over to the new console. Right. Cause like not having to go and buy all your stuff brand new is a big way. I think in a, a huge way to like make you feel incentivized to upgrade and not feel like you're, pressing reset you know yeah so that actually um takes me into a question that i do want to uh pull from the question block because one of the uh things that andy specifically called out right in, in terms of what we don't know right now is he says other details such as backwards compatibility support for switch games physical and digital remains unclear and uh, Nintendo did not respond to VGC's request for comment on the story. Uh, although if they do, uh, you can imagine what they'll say, right? Because they do not comment on speculation or rumors. Um, but we did get a question here uh, from Arciella uh, over on the Discord who wrote in and said, what are your deal breakers when it comes to a new Switch? For me, it would be a lack of backwards compatibility. So we're talking about backwards compatibility, right? That's one of the question marks we still have here. RCLA writes in with this question, and I guess my question for you before I hear your individual deal breakers, is backwards compatibility a huge sticking point for you at the Switch? Because I think it is for most people, right? I, I think yeah. that would be a really huge L if they were not to have your Nintendo account and everything you have in it come forward with you. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't buy it right away, at the very least. I think it depends what game, doesn't it? Like if they launch with a new Pokemon title, you're not gonna you're not gonna pick it up. <laughs> That's the thing, right? Is uh, to answer the question, I don't think there is a deal breaker for me ultimately if the software is is attractive, right? I, at the end of the day, I don't like it, but I'm willing to put up with a lot of bullshit for good software. And as long as Nintendo is cranking out games like Tears of the Kingdom and Mario Odyssey and all that stuff, like I'm gonna show up. So like that's awful i know that like <laughs> no matter how many times they kick me i know i'm gonna keep coming back like it's just is what it is but i feel like a lot of people would would echo that statement sierra right where like if that you can't bring your library over with you and you can't benefit from you know the the same kind of quality of life upgrades that you know steve and i we we talked about so much at the launch of you know the now current gen i don't know what we call them these days but the playstation 5 xbox series x right that was the big thing 
uh, in the early days, like once you got through the few launch titles you were interested in is like, damn, like I can go back and play this game from the Xbox, the original Xbox, and it runs at 60 FPS upscale, yeah. right? Or like I can jump into a game like Ghost of Tsushima that, you know, like your dad just played that, Steve, right? He didn't get to it mm-hmm. on the PS4 and now he's playing it on PS5 and it runs like a brand new PS5 game. It looks like a brand new PS5 game. That's a huge benefit. And like, if you are somebody that has that library or, you know, there are some games that you miss that you want to get in and take advantage of the new, you know, uh, hardware, like, you're rewarded for doing that. And if, if you know, the Switch 2 doesn't offer that same kind of continuity, I could see a lot of people feeling frustrated and having that mentality of like, I'll wait for the first big game or I'll wait for X or Y series that I can't pass up, whether that's Pokemon, Metroid, whatever. Uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm uh, with you both. The backwards compatibility... It would be a shame if it wasn't there, but Pete, like you, I would, I would still buy one. I, I'd still want to play the the next Zelda games. I think it would give me a bit of a knock to confidence, though. In the same way, I'd be like, "Oh, we're we going into like another Wii U situation where this is going to be more expensive and isn't necessarily what people want, and they can't play their their Switch library on this, and we're starting from Grand Zero again. Like, are we going to have to have Mario Kart Eight Deluxe?" version 2 like am i gonna have to buy that game again for a God, third no. time on no. <laughs> no is there is there gonna need to be another smash bros that like brings over everything again and it's like oh, rest i don't see it. i really think that they're gonna put the the effort and the work in with their partners at nvidia to overcome the technical challenge of transpiling the code from working on the original switch system on a chip to the new switch system on a chip or the new console system on a chip i think they're gonna Make sure at least at least their first party titles run, and then the majority of third party titles. There might need to be some updates done if if um, third party developers want to put that work in. But you know, we had the report a few weeks back where we we heard from the investor core that they're looking to use the Nintendo account in a meaningful way to aid the transition to the next console. And right. I imagine part of that is bringing over Switch Online and all of those uh, emulation games that you can bring, but also bringing your library with you, your friends list with you, bringing everything over. And I hope that I can still play with my friends that are on old Switches, on the original Switches, if I want to boot up Splatoon or boot up Mario Kart. I hope that all works together in like a cohesive way. I really think this new console is going to be part of the Switch family in the same way that the the new 3DS is part of the 3DS family. Ah, you know, it's so funny because like the stuff you're asking for is so reasonable. And it's just like I have that question of like, but like, are we dreaming too big with expecting to be able to just log in and have all our stuff come over? We're not. (laughs) But it's like that doesn't mean it'll happen, which is so ridiculous that like you can have that expectation. Right. Whereas like I knew when I brought my PlayStation 5 in. Right. I will log in using the same login. All my stuff will be there. I can go to my library and it's all the same games that have come with me. Like, I mean, the Xbox was even better. I put all my games onto an external hard drive. I plugged it into the new Xbox and I could play them from that external hard drive. It was amazing. It was like, I don't need to re-download anything or reinstall anything. It's like, I can just carry on where I left off. And I'd really hope that's going to be the same thing with the, the new Switch where I open it up and my home screen has all of the icons of the the apps and the the games that i had on there before 
all my saved data is pulled down from the cloud. I can log into the, the new eShop and download all the same stuff. And I can shove a cartridge in the slot and be like, I'm going to boot up Tears of the Kingdom on this and see how that runs and see if I get it in 4K now. So to take it back to the story itself, uh, one of the reasons that I, <clears throat> at the top, I we said, didn't answer right? the question, Pete. We didn't oh, answer sorry, what are our deal breakers? You're right. What are our deal breakers? I got to say, if I'm honest with myself, I don't think there is one for me, right? Like, I don't think, <laughs> I think the deal breaker for me is it's a bad console, right? Like, it, it, it doesn't live up to expectations. It doesn't have the software that we need. It, it's, yeah, but like, I, the idea of that happening feels so unlikely to me at this point, right? Because the idea of it ending up in a Wii U situation would like require there to be another console that they're supporting and there just isn't right. The idea that like they're going to take all the effort that they've put into making games for the switch and all those teams are going to move on to the new hardware. And it's going to be that seamless passing of the torch that we've come to expect from the other platform holders. I don't see how they fumble the bag. I really, and like maybe I'm, you know, knock on wood, right. Maybe I'm uh, giving them too much credit, but like, what I'm looking for is genuinely more of the same. And that's a very easy thing to deliver on, right? Literally, that's what everyone's been asking for for years. is more of the same, but more powerful and higher resolution. And that's all we need. And you just, you know, make it so we can have more third-party games on here that are just easily ported from the other consoles. That's, that's really what I think I want. Because Nintendo are doing a, a great job with their first-party titles anyway. But I think Tears of the Kingdom is really the first where I'm just like, you know what, a little bit more power would be great. Like a little bit more of a boost because you polish the hell out of this game, but there's still moments where like the frame rate stutters and that doesn't matter. It doesn't detract from the game. It doesn't detract from my enjoyment of it, but it would be great to see that in 4K. It would be great to see that running at 60 FPS like if I could. And like it, that's the kind of thing that I really want. I think my biggest deal breaker will probably be price. If they price this incorrectly, if they think this is more valuable than a ps5 or a series x i think that's where they go wrong if this comes out it's 550 it's 600 i think that's way too high for the, for for the console i think it needs to be on par with the ps5 or cheaper and i think ideally it needs to be cheaper if it's not it as be, powerful though. as the ps5 like i think that's something that they've like locked down their last several consoles have been a few like a hundred dollars or more less than the competition i think they've but seen that that pays dividends yeah I, I mean i don't think that was the case with the switch right when the switch came out we were mid generation so granted it wasn't the launch price but you could pick up like a ps4 slim for like 150 200 you know it wasn't no, an expensive console no 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 not 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 but not at that point maybe a little bit later but i mean compare it launch price right launch price of the ps4 was, a, was 400 switch was three yeah I think that's what we're looking at. If they can do the same thing, if they launch this at 400 and the PS5's 5, I think that's absolutely fine. Especially yeah. with inflation and everything going get away up in with price. That. I think that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, sure. and, I, and there's no doubt in my mind that games are going to go up in price. I could see them even pushing some games to be $80 at this point. God, you, I hope not, but you might be. Right. And yet the wages stagnate. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, Sierra. In just a few short years, Nintendo's going to have their premium fan, uh, you know, plus tier, where you'll be able to go work in the Nintendo salt mines in exchange for uh, some gold coins on the. Oh e yeah, and you can and you can farm the microchips for them, exactly. which will re reduce 
uh, 20% off your, your next, uh, Kirby, Kirby, uh, swallows God and, uh, spins him out into the ocean, uh, dreamland four. (laughs) You know, people got second jumps for PS3s. You don't think they're going to do it for, for a Switch 2? I think they will. No, that's the thing is I, I, I won't need a second job because I'm going to go work in one of Nintendo's <laughs> old school. You know, like how back in the uh, I don't know if you know this you about American history, Steve. It's very similar to serfdom, though. You guys had that over there where we had the railroad towns and they'd give you fake railroad money and you can only yeah, use so it at the go. railroad store. That's what I just need from Nintendo. I need yeah. them to hook me up with a gig where they can just give me Mario coin and I can only use it for yeah. Nintendo products. You too can be Mario's whipping boy. Exactly. You know, I want to be one of the one of the dredges of of uh, the the Mushroom Kingdom. I'll be one of those toads working on the fixing the castle. Uh, Mario Maker. <laughs> That's how you can earn your way to <laughs> with Toad at the Union Buster. <laughs> so to uh, to bring it back to the the, the news here, uh, the the thing that made this I think this story get as much traction at least for me is that after Andy reported on this, and obviously Andy Robinson over at VGC, pretty good track record of breaking stories, right? Um, But then Tom Phillips over at Eurogamer, they did a write-up about VGC's report, and they actually corroborated um, at least the release window. The other information, they just reported on what Andy reported, but they did specifically say that Eurogamer sources also expect a launch window in the latter half of 2024 for the next Switch console, which will remain playable in a handheld configuration. So at the very least, we have multiple sources now corroborating the idea that a Switch successor is coming next back half of next year and that it will be a Switch successor, right? It will be a hybrid console. So my question, right, as we move into our talking points here, is, is this the one? Is this the one, gang? We've had we've had lots of Switch 2, Switch successors, Switch Pro, going back to the earliest days of Steve and I talking about Nintendo together. We've talked I about know, this story. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, I think this is the third episode I've been on in a row where we've had Switch so, rumors. Is this the one, so, Sierra? Is this the one? Does this feel real? This tracks. I think latter half of 2024, because it'll be the holiday season. Right? Yeah. Maybe it comes out in the summer. Right, get the Black Friday deals a couple months later. Yeah, kids are out from school. Oh, I I'm think just... it's a November, November target. That yeah, always seems to be like a nice time to release consoles. Sure. Just get it out in the run up for the holiday season. That like mad rush where everyone's just like, "What do I get?" Yeah, especially if they're trying to stockpile units for uh, next year. Buy all the time you can because yeah. it'll be a mad dash. Plus, that gives them time to get everything they announced out. Maybe we see that Peach game on the current Switch, and that's the last title that we get on the current Switch, and then it's like everything's clear, decks are clear for the next console. Because I feel like they really laid all their cards on sale. I think we've probably got a few smaller things, and obviously there's going to be some third-party titles coming. Like, we know we got like, Luigi's Mansion thing. Yeah. You know. So I think we'll probably see those come in. And then after that, it'll be right onto the new console. I don't know when we see an announcement for it, though. Do we maybe see that at E3 next year, like during that time period? Because we had that big summer presentation again this year. It was like a week or two after the E3 season. Um, They could reveal it in June and then pre-orders go live 
after the reveal for it to come out like six months later, less than six months later, a couple yeah. months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think like November time, and it's ready for for Christmas. That's interesting. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, this feels right to me. You know, like I, I think that's everything we've been thinking in terms of this year feeling like kind of the last hurrah for the Switch. Based, you know, then adding all these other rumors on top of that, like it just that feels like the a window that makes sense to me. You know, I, I. This one feels like there's enough smoke where I want to believe the fire, you know? Yeah. I feel like we'll we'll know for certain at around April time uh, where they do their year projections for next year. And if the earnings are just through the roof, <laughs> then I think that's confirmation that a new console's coming because everyone's just going to be like, well, why? What's yeah. coming out? Because you've announced nothing. Switch sales are finally starting to slow down. Right, like it seems like Tears of the Kingdom was a kind of a final artificial balloon, and that it is it is kind of now reaching that natural trickle down. So, like, yeah, it just it seems like that makes sense, you know. And that's I, I love, uh, I love that you've brought that into my lexicon, Steve, because that's something I definitely have started thinking about with my predictions now. Is like, well, when, when's those next? What's that next quarterly projection? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. What, are they, what are they projecting? Because uh, that's yeah, we don't know. Well, I mean, that's even like based on this week's Flip Screen Games podcast, which you should go check out, where we spoke about like rumors and like remakes and things. I remember seeing the Tank Two numbers, right? And it was, oh, what are they going to announce? Kind of lines up with Red Dead remake and like putting pushing that out. And it just like you got to look at those and those numbers because they really do tell stories. Right, because I remember you brought that up in the context of that they had come out a couple months or weeks or whatever after we had done our predictions, and you're like, ah, I don't know about that GTA Six prediction, Pete. It's like, what do you mean? It's like, <laughs> I think they would think they were going to make a ton of money if that was coming out, right? Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, you're right. There you go. Uh, so you, you you mentioned the thing about the Peach game being the last game on the console. I want to I wanna pull a question here uh, from the question block. This one comes from Left Eye Lazy over on the Discord who wrote in and said, do you think Metroid Prime 4 takes the usual Legend of Zelda spot as the game that comes out for both generations, or is it simply never going to come out? So, I, I don't think so. I think, this I is, think it's a Mario game. Here's the thing, though. I, what I think is interesting about this question is, does that mechanically work the same way now if, it is more of a continuous generation thing. You know what I mean? Yes, like, because they did the same thing with the OLED model and Metroid Dread, and they like kept that game for that kind of window, and it was a perfect launch title for that new console, really showed off the screen and, and what that, that console did. I think it's got to be something like a Mario game. It's got to be a bigger title than a Metroid, in my eyes, I, anyway. I saw you wind up there, Sierra. What do you think? I want it to be Prime 4. I think that's a really like highly anticipated game. I mean, the original Switch launched with Breath of the Wild, which like I don't consider Zelda as big of an IP as Mario per se. So maybe sure. that might feel in line with like what they did for the Switch launch. But I that's would not point. be surprised. I would not be surprised if it was a Mario game. I feel like you know that's something yeah. I've come to expect. I feel like we're ready for an Odyssey two, or as even if it's Mario Kart nine. Like I could see that being a great launch title for them, and. And what if it's like an Animal Crossing? Like that game. Oh, so no, dude. You're hyping yourself right up the way rugs too much. of New Horizon. New Horizon came out three years ago. Yeah, There's three no years way. is a long time. 
Okay, and how long was it between uh, New Leaf and New Horizons? Ten I years? Think different. I think it's different because I think you can take a lot of the same stuff. All of the stuff's there, right? You take that, you take it to a new setting, you put like a different spin on it in some way. I think there could be something Animal Crossing related. No way, dude. They they only put out one a generation. If anything, it has they did, designer... like, you know, I I think well, they only put out like one Zelda generation. They only put out like one no, no. one 3D Mario a generation. They only put out okay. one. So what you're? I'm sorry, and I want to let Sierra say what she was going to say, but all you've done is prove my point. Because mm-hmm. first of all, they don't only put out one Zelda generation. Going back to the very first console in which there was a 3D Zelda, there was two. There was mm-hmm. two on the N64, one on the Game. No, two on the two Game on the Cube, GameCube. Two on the Wii. One on Wii U, but we know why yeah, that happened. Well, just, just. <laughs> and then two on Switch. So in fact, there's been mm-hmm. two on almost every console. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And Mario. <laughs> Uh, you again there's one exception to that and it's, it's galaxy, galaxy and galaxy yeah. 2 yeah so what are you talking about i think about? galaxy 2 could have just been dlc in an, uh, in an, uh, another world uh, i i i i don't know i think i i, I could I, I would like to see it i think you're probably right that animal crossing is off the table what were you gonna but say man, Sierra? like that would I, be so i was gonna say it. bullshit i don't know if yeah. you want me to still <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna riff. But... Go for it. <laughs> Happy Home Designer Two, but inflation has hit Smashville, and your challenge is to design a 500 foot studio apartment in <laughs> in the city <laughs> based off of like fucking uh, uh, I'm out I'm out of ideas. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. The tank ran out mid sentence. <laughs> All right, you know what, Steve? I almost want to take it back. I almost want to take it back because the only time in the history of the franchise that there was this long of a gap was between New Leaf and New Horizons. Well, we had like two on the Wii, right? We had... No, just City Folk. Oh, okay. We had Animal Crossing in 2001, Wild World mm-hmm. on the DS in 05, City Folk on Wii in 08, New Leaf on 3DS in 2012. Then we have... Yeah, so that's four years between most of them. So by the time yeah. it comes out next year, it'll be four years. If it were to come out next that. year, yeah, that would kind of be shifting us back to the old release schedule. Yeah, and it would just be to get you to buy a new console. Because like this is exclusive to the Switch too. And everyone's like, oh, fucking okay, I guess I'm buying one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the exact expression though. <laughs> like anytime you're subject to some shit like that, like oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, you got fine. me. <laughs> yeah. Well, what you if know it's what? a Pokemon as well? You know, like, Make- yeah, like any, any of these big titles that come out in the back yeah. half of the year, it could be any of those things. What's the last? I don't know. The what the last game is is going to be interesting because I wouldn't be surprised if Metroid was one of the last like big games, but I also wouldn't be surprised if there was similar to like what we got on the 3ds in like it's last year or two where it's like yeah like the 3ds is like dead but like there's still games coming out on it right like persona q and hey pikmin and whatever else you know like there's like luigi's well, mansion 2 came out on it like after no. the death right no no, no 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 i'm sure it did no i you or maybe it was the luigi's mansion remake, remake of one yeah yeah and I was like, why is it coming out on the DS? Yeah, because two... I was like, well, we're already way too down the pipeline. Two came out, I think, mid-2012. 
mid life cycle on that one. Mm -hmm. um, but then we also got like the new, I think it was the new uh, Mario Luigi game, like the Bowser's story one, the or whatever last one, it was. I think, yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. I don't know. But I do think it'll come out. Don't worry about that, man. It's coming. I, I'm very interested if what Sierra said holds water. Because I think that is a really interesting point. The idea that, like, Zelda, I feel like, feels like it, it's like, oh, yeah, like, a, that's huge to launch with a Zelda game. But, like, Breath of the Wild kind of set a new standard for Zelda being a, a big seller, right? Like, there are a very short number of Zelda games that are, like, big sellers besides the modern, the two most modern games. And, like, the idea that they could see that with Metroid Prime 4 of, like, they're like, hey, we know that Prime 4 is fire and people love Prime Remaster. Dread just kind of brought Metroid back. Like, maybe this is our chance to turn Metroid into a, you know, 14 plus million seller the way that we turned Zelda into one. I wouldn't, like... Maybe, I don't know. I don't think they've got the confidence in it in the same way they don't in Pikmin, you know? Like, Pikmin ah. seemingly... An amazing game. Everyone I've spoken to about Pikmin 4 absolutely loves it. It's got absolutely crazy reviews. I've seen it on billboards. But, like, they put it out at a terrible time. It seemed to have very little kind of marketing around it in the same way that Breath of the Wild and Tears of the oh, Kingdom had a lot of marketing true. around it. No, no, no. no. It. There was a ton nowhere of marketing Nowhere near for the it. same level of... Nowhere They're near not the same, same level, level of IP, though. Like, yeah, I don't think that's it... what I mean. I think if they wanted to make, the, make it to that next level, they need to put the investment in and they're not willing to do it with someone like pikmin which is like miyamoto's baby i don't think that's are they fair willing to, say, to do it with metroid like, go scroll down to the article i have for the pikmin 4 conversation that we may or may not get to today uh <laughs> it, it's pikmin 4's first week of sales in japan right outsold the entire like the entire life to date first week sales of every other game combined and a they a big part of that in video games chronicles opinion is because there was a really strong marketing campaign, especially in Japan. They were putting the Pikmin 4 logo yeah, like, on. I, I didn't see this anywhere else, right? And stuff and, you uh, know. Uh, yeah, I didn't see a Pik I didn't see a Pikmin themed sandwich at my local Tesco's in the UK. Like this was very yeah, much but, a Japan Yeah, but only dude, like Nintendo push. historically underserves the UK, right? Like they're that's not where they're spending their advertising budget. I'm not saying yeah, Okay, they didn't but like in America did you see it, right? No. But I'm not saying they put the same level of effort into that as Zelda, but like again, Metroid is bigger than Pikmin, right? Like at least I will say name I saw Kung Fu Tees doing a, a Pikmin promotion where they have exclusive Pikmin there you go. drinks. I want to try it so badly. <laughs> Yo, you need to go get one. I need you I need it. We need to make a short of this. You gotta you gotta go review these uh these Pikmin teas for me. You got it. Tell me the best one. Oh, I'll be I'll be in an area where I can access a kung fu tea on Friday. So do it. Is it like I will keep you posted. Tea? Like what is what is kung yeah, fu? Yeah, boba. It's boba. Kung fu tea okay, is like a boba on. chain. How many flavors they? Are they like is it just like red, yellow, and blue Pikmin, or is they have every Pikmin flavor? It is. Uh, they only did two colors. Okay. I'll find it. I wonder what you do. Do they? Do you get like boba pearls in there, or is it like little jellies, like shaped like? pikmin things that would be really cool if it was <laughs> so they have little leaves on them it comes yeah. with the cups have pikmin on it and uh oh. there's jelly on top there's uh oh there's uh, several varieties it's it's on its way okay uh to the chat so you can get a slush you can get punch i'm gonna get punch i usually oh my gosh it's usually what i get i need one and, of these um, i need one of these cups 
So it combines rosehip, papaya, guava, passion fruit, and pineapple uh, with, and it's topped with mango popping bubbles. So you can usually customize these further if you want. That's a lot of sugar, and it makes my heart go crazy. But that is uh, a lot. Oh my god, there's <laughs> so many bubble balls outside. <laughs> How do you fucking treat that? But uh, yeah, look at that. Look at that, Steve. I always love with with boba bubble teas that they always show the, the like pearls and the jellies on top. They always sink. Like they never stay there. Yeah. But I think it's so funny how they like show them as like a mound on top all the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't drink it like that. I'm mixing them in, Absolutely right? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh so uh, before we get into a couple more questions from the question block. Uh, I, I want to just, I guess, put a pin in the conversation around what we know here about this Switch successor. Based on what we've heard here, like, are y'all satisfied with this? Like, the idea that this is ostensibly slightly more powerful Switch. We're going down to an LCD screen, a little bit more native storage. Like, it, does that all feel good? Yeah, especially with the confirmation that physical media still exists. Because, as I've mentioned many times on this show, it's still a lot cheaper in the UK to buy a physical copy of a game than a digital copy. Were you worried about mm -hmm. that? Is that a thing you thought they might? Yeah, not do? I was. Yeah. yeah, I really, I really did think that because if anyone's going to do it, I think Nintendo's the one to to go first. I mean, maybe PlayStation, but I really thought that we would have seen it from from Nintendo. I'm I'm ready, but I'm not. I'm like sus suspending my belief. I like. <laughs> I don't want to get hurt by another <laughs> just, rumor. I wanted it so badly for Tears of the Kingdom. And now yeah. I'm like, hmm, you can just take your time now. <laughs> and because <laughs> like, you know, uh, I'm interested to see if backwards compatibility is going to be a thing. That in price will largely determine how quickly I rush to buy this. I, I mean, I'm we're all also content creators. I might be dumb if I don't get it anyway. Um, I, I just, I really want to see how they are definitive. Like, like, like this is the sequel. This is why it's better. So, like, if it has the specs I want, great. If it doesn't, mm, let's see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm glad it sounds like it's a a true sequel, right? Like, the, right. There were the rumors that we were going to get that Switch Pro mid gen, and maybe that got cancelled for the in favor of the OLED model. I'm glad that it's just like, no, we're going to have a, a fresh cut, and this is like, here's the break, and now it's the Switch Two, and and I really hope they go with that name because they could go yeah. with something completely stupid. <laughs> I, and I, I'd even be fine if they got a little cute with it, like if they wanted to do like a Super Switch or like you know Switch it, like you know, not actually that, but something like that kind of naming convention. They should have made one with 64 gigs of storage and called it the Switch 64, and they could have sure. done like a cool logo. Wow. Like it would have been great. There's so much they could have but done. But I genuinely think calling it the Switch Two is the smartest thing. The Switch you know? X. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We just need a little continuity. We just, you know, I feel like we go switch switch one, switch two. It's easy. It's understandable. Everybody's with us. I we know. start getting cute with it. We call it X or some stupid shit like that. We're lost. Oh yeah. I mean, look at Xbox. No one knows what, what it is. Like we went from Xbox to 360 like the back to U, one. You know, yeah, like the, the whole like. I, I remember having a friend who was like a big gamer be like, oh, 
Is what's the accessory? Yeah, like what's this? Yeah, like, is it an add-on? My way. Yeah, it's like oh. yeah, no. Yeah, it's you don't want that. You don't want that. You aim at the two. No questions. Very simple. I think the problem with the two is like, do they worry that you know PlayStation's up to number six at this point on the next console and two seems inferior? I feel like I that's what matters. Xbox's I don't think, reason I don't think, was. But... I don't think people think of it that way. You know? No. I, I don't think you can. I mean, I'm with you, like, but who, who knows what's in like marketing heads at Nintendo? I guess I don't know the, the idea that someone's going to be like, oh, the PlayStation Five. It's that's that's three numbers higher. I gotta buy that instead. It's like. <laughs> I don't know. I think you're okay. <laughs> but that's seemingly why Xbox did it. That's why we got the 360 instead of the Xbox 2, because yeah. PS3 versus Xbox 2 didn't sound as good, which is just stupid. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know. I, I, I think that seems silly, but, you know, Xbox's naming convention, that's a topic for another podcast. Yeah. Uh, speaking of topics for this podcast, uh, we're going to jump into some questions in the question block in just a second here, but let me remind you that this episode of Nintendo noise is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of August for the very first time. They are Arnold J. Rimmer, Christopher Valenz, Earth Visitor, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Zoe, Snackigo, Ty the Dude, and Wakahula. Thank you all so much for your support over on patreon.com slash games. Y'all the reals to the real, and we greatly appreciate your support of this and all of our sister shows. If you want to go and get your name read on the air. If you want to go and get the show early, if you want to go and get all kinds of good perks and goodies, you can go become a Patreon supporter and much more by joining us over at flipscreen.games. That's our website where you will find links to all the places we are all over the web. You can join our Discord. You can write into our email address. You know, however you want to get involved, that's the place to go do it. If you want to write into the show, you want to join the community and keep the conversation rolling between episodes, or you want to just go say, hey, show your support, Go click on it. That's how you can do it. Go click on some stuff. It's free to do. Helps us out a ton. Go and uh, click on some stuff. And then uh, then you keep listening to the show. That's how it works. Okay. So guess what? We're back. I got some more questions for the question block. Y'all ready? Yeah. I'm ready. All right. This one comes from One Up Mango who wrote in and said, what do you think the year one lineup for the next Nintendo console would and or should look like? I added that caveat at the end so that you can freely predict what you think Nintendo would do and then also what games you wish would be there for game for year one. So it's a little bit like a mix of what do you think is realistic for year one and then in a dream scenario, what do you want to see for year one? And like, like, let's keep that within reason, right? Like obviously a perfect launch year, there's a million, you know, 10 out of 10, right? Yeah, Animal Crossing's the launch title. <laughs> that could be your one. I it. think you can pick one crazy <laughs> launch title, and then you can pick, like, here's here's what I think we'll, we'll, we'd want to do, right? Emulate the launch year of the Switch. So there's one big game at launch, two to three, you know, mid-tier games in the middle, right? Your Splatoon 2s, your Arms is, your Kirby Star Allies, right? That Those type of games. And then you got your one big game at the end of the year to bookend it like your Mario Odyssey. I think that's roughly what we're looking at. Wasn't Smash the big game year one? Or was that year two? That, that was, was year, year two, two right? Yeah. That was 2018. Yeah. Man, that was another banger year. <laughs> yeah. Kidding me? Because that was what? That was that. And then there was, I want to say, was Fire Emblem that same year? And then mm-hmm. Pokemon? And yeah. yeah, we got Let's Go that year as well. The first Pokemon on the Switch. Pretty good. So it's interesting to think about because like we know that there's a couple projects that like we've heard exist, right? Like we know Metroid Prime Prime 4 is an option. 
you got to imagine that there's another 3D Mario in development. You got to imagine Mario Kart 9's on the table. You know, we know that there's supposed to be a Donkey Kong game in development, right? Like any of those are things like we know Princess Peach and Luigi's Mansion 2 remake are both slated for next year. Any of those could be, you know, cross-release titles or something like that. I don't know. I feel like There's got to be a good mix in there, right? Like we got a really good mix that first year. We got the the RPG with Zelda. We got the platformer with Mario. We got the online multiplayer with Splatoon. Mario Kart Eight came out that year. But too. We also got some like real, yeah. And we also got some like real indie darlings that came over that first year. And I think we need to have some of those come as well. I think Golf Story was one of the launch indie games on on the Switch, and that was like a massive success. It's a yeah. real shame Sports Story didn't live up to it. But I think if they could get something like that. Yeah, imagine if like um Silk Songs, one of the launch titles on the Switch, and like we get wild. That, we're able to play Hollow Knight Silk Song for the first time. I could see Mina the Hollower being that game, the the new IP from uh from Club, the team mm. behind Shovel Knight. Like that's their new game. It got kickstarted. They're pretty deep in development at this point. That I could see that being one of those games that comes out first year or so on the new console. Everybody's hungry for new stuff. This awesome indie game from a storied developer, right? Like that could be that could be a good matchup for that kind of thing. Yeah, I think you're right, and I, I, you know, I, I think 3D Mario's got to be there for me. It seems like we're not going to get one on another one on the current Switch. They've seemingly put all their cards on the table with what we're getting. We're getting a 2D Mario instead, and that's great. But I think a 3D Mario Mario Odyssey two, like a sequel to that game, would would really be yeah. uh, a benefit. And I do think Mario Kart Nine would be a good launch window title. I feel like that's got to. I feel like that has to be. Yeah, it's been it's that big one. That was crazy since deluxe, right? Like, come on. Yeah, but it doesn't matter, right? Because like, eight still sells every single year. Constant, the numbers are constantly growing. Nothing's ever going to outpace it. It's ridiculous. I wonder if they've even like started working on that game, or or did they yeah, just work they on the DLC? Have. The DLC was looks like it had been done, or I think it was rumored to have been done by the Mario Kart Tour team, right? Like right. The, yeah. But a lot of the cart courses that got brought over from there, so they've got to have a team working on Mario Kart Nine at least, at least in pre-pro. Like, what is what does Mario Kart Nine look like? What does it do that's different to Mario Kart Eight? Like, how can we make this a meaningful sequel? Do we even need a sequel? Mm. Mario Party would be nice too, but that is a dream because they just. <laughs> Like they come out so few and far between, and it's just like, here's this weird collection of three or four boards from the N64 and some games, and you saw it coming out of nowhere. Or, or we've screwed up the economics of the game, like we did with Super Mario <laughs> <Marify. laughs> What do you think, Sierra? What's something you'd like to see on the first year? Uh, well, just to hammer home, Metroid Prime Four. <laughs> like that needs to come out enough. Uh, they did announce think, it uh, at the very first Switch event, and we still have yet to see it, right? Yeah. Uh, a new Pokemon Legends game. This is like Dream, right? Like, this yeah, is what. Yeah, whatever you want. Yeah, so within reason. Yeah, another like Pokemon Legends game or like a non mainline game. But that's. So, like, maybe not necessarily 2024, but the following year. Um, what else? I mean, um, it could be, though, right? Because, like, yeah, DLC is coming out this year. The idea that there'll be a new Pokemon game next year is not crazy. I just wish they would. Yeah, I know it's not crazy. I wish I, they, I, I want wish them they to stop rushing, <laughs> but 
<laughs> if, so, if we're in a Legends game, where would you want it to be? Because I feel like I would, I would love to see Jodo. That that Jodo region has so Hoenn. much history, you know. Jodo or Hoenn for sure, and Hoenn where you like go into the caverns or like yeah. under in the undersea caves, shit like that. That would be really cool. What else? Um, Mario 3D, Mario 3D game. Um, I mean, not that I want this, but like a, a new Call of Duty game releasing on the Switch and not just port it over. Uh, I feel like getting Call of Duty yeah. Warzone would be really cool. Yeah, you know, for sure. like Fortnite, we already got on Switch, right? The idea of like getting like, and I know that there's like a, a Call of Duty Warzone mobile, right? So right. It's like, get that going, you know? Yeah. I feel like that would that would resonate for sure with folks. Yeah. Um, I can't really think of anything else. Uh, maybe we'll get another like like Hyrule Warriors type game. Um I, I don't know. I, I feel oh. like I I feel like I could what use about a new Fire Emblem. Oh. Persona, I could see I, that would be amazing. I, I don't know, because it's like I I like P3 is coming, right? We know that's coming to Switch. I guess that could be. I know it, it wasn't that not coming to Switch. P3, isn't it? Yeah, I thought it wasn't coming to Switch. Okay, so maybe that's why. I could. That would be that. my I, guess. Yeah, I thought it was, but maybe yeah. maybe I'm wrong there. Um, but I was gonna say I feel like we could use a new Fire Emblem. Like I know we got engaged this year, but engage, like by all accounts, right, was like supposed to be. The, this anniversary release it is like I think like a smaller release, and I would like to see something that feels like more of a follow up to Three Houses that feels more like the next proper game rather than like a re release throwback, you know, greatest hits type experience. Um, and like it's been since 2018 since Three Houses, so I know we just got engaged. We probably don't need another one next year, but. I would love to see that. It's next, it's next year into 2025, right? Because if it's right. launching back half of 2024, you've got like 12 months on that. It could be yeah. end of 2025 that you're looking at. Which I, I would be cool with that. I feel like that would feel good. Yeah, I could see that. Aside from that, like, it's tough because I feel like we've gotten so much, right? Like, we've hit so many of... That's of... why it's hard for me to come up with games. I'm like, hmm. There's <laughs> also the presumption that you've got backwards compatibility because if you don't, yeah. and there's no Smash Bros on on the next Switch, then that needs to come over. Yeah, yeah. Then then obviously in that scenario, like yeah, like just re-release, shove everything on there. Do a deluxe version of everything like you did with the Wii U yeah. versions. This is yeah. a little bit of a pivot. Do you think we're gonna get a Smash next gen? Because I kind of feel like we're gonna do with Smash Ultimate what we did with uh, Mario Kart Eight this gen and just be like. There's not a new one. Ultimate gets a re. I wouldn't mind that because what else can you do? What else can you do with the the meta at this point? No, um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I I like. I'm really not. I don't know if I'm the best person to have an opinion on this, but like, uh, I don't see how the game can change from here. But what if they add like what new fighters onto like uh, oh, maybe yeah. it's a new DLC pass or like a deluxe version? You can do that. Like oh yeah, for sure. Pack. Yeah, like definitely like yeah. a, a you know version of the game where we can lo load up more guys in there. But, or like add more yeah. stages. Like there are certain stages that I don't think have still like most of the old stages have been brought over. But like shit like Poke Floats from Melee. Like I don't think that yeah. ever got added. Right. Like you could go do stuff like that. That is and, true. And yeah. Add old <laughs> content back rather than having to like make new stuff without Sakurai. 
Yeah. I think you could jazz up the single player as well. No one seemed to really like the single player on yeah. on Ultimate. Sure. Do something new there. Not that anyone or really like, plays that. Could... That's not why you're <laughs> buying Smash. No. But you could you could bring back old game modes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I remember in our top 100 episode, Chewie was talking about that one single player mode from the 3DS version of uh smash oh is it like the rush mode yeah like i could see them bringing stuff like that back where it's like we're reviving old content that didn't make the cut for ultimate rather than like having to like meaningfully make something new that doesn't involve you know the godfather of smash because you gotta hope he's finally done right and with that it's like i feel like you just leave it for a while like there will inevitably be another smash but like it just feels like what do you what do you do from here like let it let it sit for a minute, you know? I don't know. The only other things I can think of in terms of what I would really want to see, aside from just, you know, the next installment in the games that we're already, like, waiting for, is honestly, like, a new IP. I Yeah, you just forgot really, about ARMS again. You know? I'm really <laughs> bummed that ARMS is the only effort they made this Sorry. whole generation to do a new IP that is, like, a proper, you know, triple A like Nintendo thing. Um, obviously they published, you know, littler games here or there, but like I feel like Labo was a real meaningful attempt. It just didn't sure, take off. But like that feels to me like a new IP in the same way that like We Fit does, which is like not yeah. to say that it, it doesn't matter, but it's like it's not the same as like Splatoon, right? Where it was like, oh shit, Nintendo's making a new game. Like that's what I want when I'm saying I want a new IP. I want something like Arms or Splatoon yeah. or whatever. But I would love. For I mean, them the problem to is that those games. Game. I would love for them to make a new single player IP or something and like try something different. You know. Or yeah, when was the back. last single player IP they did? That was new. Yeah. Was it back on like the GameCube with like an Animal Crossing? Yeah. That's that a long be. time ago. That might be. That seems crazy, but that might be it. At least that's actually a franchise, right? Yeah, like, like you know, Wii Sports, for example, but they never really kept that going. It was like a two-time thing at most. Well, I guess I guess not... that you could say that they've switched sports, so yeah, maybe you would count that. Yeah. So, but even so, right? Like, sure, that's but that's you know, they well, just I guess there's the back. there's the WarioWare games as well. Maybe that is after the. Yeah. After Animal Crossing. I'm sure there is some stuff. There's probably some stuff on on the handhelds that the fact you think is hard about it though, I think is like it's pretty crazy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they they're very much on the on the multiplayer front. They they've tried a few things, but it would be it would be cool to see them do something like that akin to, you know, like what PlayStation did with like Horizon, for example, right? Where it's like we're making an effort to build a new IP, right? Like that would be cool. You know, I would love to see some of the folks from EAD, right, like work on something fresh and like, you know, maybe like have some of the new generation of talent that's there, right? Like come up with new IP in the same way that Miyamoto got to decades ago, you know? Um, don't get me wrong, like I love the way that they, you know, are able to come back to the well on stuff like Mario and Zelda and whatever, right? The franchises that we love, we love for a reason, but it would be nice to see them try something fresh, but with their same, you know, that same focus and, and creativity. Pikmin. Pikmin might be. 
the yeah, other games you said were yeah. GameCube. It's but again, it's like it's GameCube, right? Like what yeah, was the GameCube new thing that came out time. on Wii or Wii? They had Luigi's Mansion on GameCube as well. That was another yeah. one. And even that was that, a lot back on the GameCube era, but I, nothing since. And I guess if you're counting that, Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker would be a newer one because that's like a new. But it's a spin-off, right? Like, that's a spin-off, yeah. Of like Mario, and it's also in the Mario world. It's like a Mario franchise, a Mario character that you know. Right. So it's not like they made a new character up on a new world. It would be cool to see that, or or if they were going to do that, to maybe go and grab a character that like has been retired, or the like, you know, do a Kid Icarus game or let's do a tycoon game where i get to play as tom nook and i'm (laughs) sending out all these loans and i'm being a big capitalist (laughs) all right and i i want to uh close the show out on a question we got from uh, andrew valentine over on the discord he said pitch the worst case scenario for the new nintendo hardware a giant home console with no internal memory and a gimmicky controller a 64 dd style add-on for the existing switch a third Wii. go nuts there's a mm-hmm. giant hole in the middle of the console, and you can put it on your finger and spin it like a fidget spinner. <laughs> every and game is like about every, spinning yeah. physics. <laughs> yeah. No, I think. Oh gosh. Uh, I think I think the worst case realistic scenario for me is one of two things. It's either the Switch Two has a big new gimmick. And it's not good. And it's like similar to the Wii U, right? Where it was like, the Wii was a meaningful gimmick where they were like, how can we change the way people interact with video games? We'll invent the motion controller. Whereas the Wii U very much felt like, tablets are hot, right? Let's make a tablet (laughs) console. And that, obviously, it didn't work, right? And it was like the innovation, the thought there was not there. It was like, what is the gimmick this time around rather than, you know, coming up with a gimmick to meet a goal and that i think is realistic right i could see them shoving a ton of bullshit in this and being like this is how we'll justify a new one it does all this wacky shit and it's like i don't want that none of us needed to do wacky shit it's good enough right i think they know that though and i think they got that right with the marketing on the switch it was like yeah this is this is what you want it's the home console you can just take anywhere here's sky the ice cubes though steve oh yeah yeah, and then there was the IR sensor that's been used on like two things, Labo right. and the one two switch game. <laughs> so yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe there is a gimmick there. But I hope it's benign stuff like that. That's you know, we can yeah. live with that. Um, I think the other thing which is not realistic, especially considering we've heard that it's not, would be them deciding to go back to having two console SKUs. I think that would be a nightmare. Oh, a home and a handheld? Yeah, yeah, that would be such a failure on their part, I think. Well, I think also no backwards compatibility is a big, big no. Yeah. But that's maybe <laughs> more, more software. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think for me, a non realistic worst case scenario is it's a cloud only console and you have oh to always God. be connected to the internet. Oh and that's how they get these that's how they get these games to look so good. That's why it's how it's targets 4K. It's because everything's streamed down from Nintendo Switch Online. And maybe it's got like a, a a SIM card in there that connects to 4G so you can be always online everywhere. Like the the PlayStation Vita was meant to. Clearly, what we need is to make Project Q. That's what Nintendo has, has realized. Yeah. Just give us an Android tablet. That's, I'll be happy with it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right. Any any final thoughts 
uh, on this camel that we're building for the worst Nintendo console? It should look like Homer's car. That's what it should be. I a love that. <laughs> Steve, we need to design a console for the everyman. Yeah, let's do it. Can that be an episode we design our own console? <laughs> <laughs> we like we we like we'll, we'll hire an artist to like render like the stupidest idea we can come up with for a console. Oh my god, just describe it and let the person I mean, figure it out for artistic interpretation. You know, one thing I really hope they'll do though, I know they never ever ever will, is swap the goddamn A and B buttons around so they match every other console on the no. planet. Please everyone else they swap switch them. To match no, no one else first. should switch. <laughs> they'll never do that. They will never <laughs> consider that, Steve. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. Well, if you guys want to write in and let us know what you think uh, about these rumors, if you want to design your worst case successor, or if you want to tell us what you want to see on year one of Nintendo's Switch successor, you know, write into the show. You can do that in a bunch of ways. Head over to flipscreen.games. That's the website. Come and join the Discord and keep the conversation rolling between episodes. You could get your question or comments read during the question block, just like a bunch of people did this week. And guess what? You could do that through the Discord or by writing into us on our email address. That's questions at flipscreen.games. Or, you know, if you're over on YouTube, you want to drop us a comment over there. However you choose to get in touch, we'll do our best to read your comments on the air. Uh, and, of course, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to have you involved in the show. So if you uh, got an idea for a main topic or something like that, feel free to write in with that as well. And then, uh, of course, while you're over there on flipscreen.games, go click on some stuff. Uh, we're all over the web. You could go become a Patreon supporter. Like I said, you could join the Discord, keep the conversation rolling. You could go check out some of our sister shows. We've been killing it on those shows lately. However you choose to get involved, check out the content or show your support. We greatly appreciate you tuning in for another episode of Nintendo Noise. For the crew, I've been Pete. He's been Steve. She's been Sierra. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>